Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collection Reflection, or just Collection Reflection, I should say. I am your host, Tim Williams, and uh, once again, joining me is my co-host, the owner, uh, proprietor, and curator of the Auditorium in Lapeer, the Amazonianly alluring <laughs> Kristen Griffiths. What's up, everyone? He says that because I'm six foot tall and I'm huge. So it just is what it is. Exactly. So I wanted to remind people that uh, if I'm, they have I'm not huge. seen our very first, no, no. If, if, if you have not seen our very first episode where I interview Kristen, rewatch it because we, we get very in depth about her height and, uh, and other things. And my life. Yes, and, and her life in the auditorium and uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, so before, excuse me, before we get to our special guest this week, uh, I believe I made you go first last time. So I will go, yeah, you go first, first this time. What? The segment that is taking Lake Orion by storm <laughs> and... That is none other than what you got, and we still don't have music for it. And that's there. You go. All right, excellent. Thank you. Now, unfortunately, we uh, were not able to get our Halloween, our scheduled Halloween show in uh, last month. Uh, we that it was going to be with Jack Magnus from JacksAttic.com. Hopefully we'll be able to get that in in December, and that will be our Christmas show instead. Yes. Uh, so because Thanksgiving is coming up next week, uh, I got a couple turkey-related items. Nice. And uh, I don't collect. <clears throat> I'm not a big Funko Pop collector, but um, these guys always do, first of all, one of the greatest shows ever, in my opinion, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, you got Tom Servo and you got Crow T Robot there. Um, and as always, this uh, Thanksgiving, they are going to do a Turkey Day marathon and show all the crappy movies that uh, they're known for. Um, I, don't, I think it's a streaming thing. I, I don't know if they're like on cable, but either way, uh, look for them Mystery Science Theater 3000, Funko Pops, Crow T Robot. And Tom Servo, there's not a ton of collectibles of these guys out there, but um, so was that a show or a movie or? You don't know what Mystery Science Theater 3000 is. No, okay. what? you're probably a little bit young, but yeah, it was. Uh, well, it started out as a television show. Okay. And it, uh, they did make a movie. Okay. I, I believe they made one movie. Um, so what year are we talking? Like what years? Man, what uh, decade? It started in the late '80s, okay. and I think it went all the way up to the '90s. Man, I got well. So, I should hold know. On I should know. I was born in '88. Uh, so yeah, they were. It was the satellite of love. They got like sent out into space, and uh, the evil guys would make them watch the crappy movies. And they were, you might know them. They were like little shadows down in the theater watching the movies and commenting on the movies. If not, I have a bunch of uh, DVDs that I can lend you. Okay. Watch it. Yeah, it but, doesn't uh, sound familiar. Okay. Well, okay. Ho hopefully the viewers know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I know that uh, our guest does. But uh, what what you got, Kristen? <laughs> <What> you... <laughs> All right. So um, I brought um, a last rites cross or a sick call cross. Um, so like – when somebody was like on their deathbed, super sick, the priests would go to their house and they would take this. Um, ah. It always comes with the candles. The candles would go here, the holy water, and then um, the last rites prayer, I think it is. Um, and that's what the priest would read off. And yeah, these are super dope. They're hard to find with the goodies inside, which I yeah. only buy them if it has the goodies inside. Oh, okay. So I hope people can see. Yeah. Anywho, so yeah. That's cool. So what year would you say that's oh, from gosh, about? don't even ask me. I have no idea. But do you think it's older? Oh, yeah. It's definitely vintage. Okay. I don't think this is a thing anymore, but I don't know 100%. Okay. But yeah, they're cool. They're definitely right. vintage. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so that's what Excellent. I brought. All right. Thank you. What you got? Thank you. That's right. <laughs> uh, there it is. Another rousing rendition of <laughs> a rousing edition of what you got. You and your words. You're full <laughs> of them. words. Uh, all right. Uh, 
without further ado, let's get to our special guest this week. He is. He's coming soon. The theater is near you. <laughs> he is uh, none other than the creator of HollywoodDieCast.com, the host of Movies for Dumb Guys, uh, and the host of Top Ten, and also one of the stars of Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi, none other than our friend Joe Johnson. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Hey, Kristen. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm great. Got the week off, and I'm in solitary confinement here at home. Nice. Jelly. <laughs> uh... Now, I will say this. I mean, I've, I've known you for a long time, and uh, you've collected a lot of things over the years. We're, we're almost going to be going backwards uh, because we're going to start off with something that you've recently started collecting, um, more so than, than what I knew you for before as far as collecting-wise. Um, and that is Hollywood movie props. Um, so you are going to take us on a tour of your house and uh, show us some of the recent um, and maybe not so recent um, acquisitions that you've gotten. Um, you and I did the uh, Star Wars Top 10, your show, uh, Star Wars Top 10 together. Um, yeah, that was fun. So you are, um, however you want to do it. Uh, well, first of all, like how did you, when did you make the decision to kind of start collecting uh, the Hollywood movie props? Well, I've always been a collector. I mean, going back to when I was a kid um, and collecting, you know, the original Star Wars figures, which I still have. I still have all my original vintage Star Wars figures. And then over the years, I expanded into other movie figures and um, then I got into the diecast cars in the early 2000s, collecting cars from television and film. Um, so I've always been a collector, but it wasn't until probably about less than two years ago, um, I started getting into replica props. Now, original props, screen use props for movies, uh, cost a fortune. Uh, there was just an auction this past weekend where items went for thirty, dollars $50,000, $100,000. And obviously that's, that's out of my budget. Um, so I really focus on uh, replicas. Um, some of them are officially licensed. Um, some of them are made by people far more talented than me. They create these replicas and sell them on eBay and Etsy. Um, and that's primarily where uh, I get them. Um, so, yeah, so the prop thing um, has on only been in the last couple of years. But, you know, as you know, my passion is movies. I practically grew up in movie theaters. Um, right. It was a cheap form of entertainment for my family and me. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw everything in the 70s and 80s and 90s. And um, that's one of the things I miss most during this COVID time is, is being in a movie theater watching new movies. Um, and so that's that brings us to... You know, this prop collection, I love having tangible things that remind me of my favorite movies that I can hold in my hands and share with friends. And I love seeing the reactions I get from people when I show off my collection. So what was the first, like like when you decided this to, to kind of focus on this, what was the first replica movie uh, a prop that you, that you bought? It's hard to pinpoint the first one, it kind of start, started out with maybe some paper products. Um, I did, because of the car connection, I did get into some license plates uh, that were made by this company called Celebrity Machines, and they make rep, uh, uh, replica license plates from famous vehicles, um, like the Back to the Future license plate, the Blues Brothers, that sort of thing. So it kind of started there. Um, and then just kind of kept expanding and expanding. Um, I'm trying to think which one might have been the first major prop I bought. Um, it might be this. I'm going to flip my camera around. Um, let's see here. Can you see that? Uh, are you showing us the lightsaber or, yes. the, or the helmet? 
Okay. So I think it started with the lightsaber. Um, I really wanted a replica of Luke's lightsaber. Uh, this one I got on eBay. This is a replica of Luke's uh, Empire Strikes Back lightsaber. Um, and one of the things that made me want to get it was uh, I was in uh, L.A. a couple of years ago, and they had some authentic movie props on display at a place called the Paley Center. And they had an original Luke Skywalker lightsaber and a couple other famous movie props. And that was sort of my kick in the pants where I felt like I wanted to try and get replicas of some of those props that were on display. And oh, then okay. just above that is the Stormtrooper helmet. And as a kid, some of the earliest um, Star Wars merchandise that you're able to buy were helmets and stuff from the movies. And Don Post made those helmets. You remember those? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember going into some little comic book store when I was a kid and they had a stormtrooper helmet behind the, the uh, register. And I wanted that thing so bad and I just couldn't afford it. And I never got one as a kid. In hindsight, it was pretty crappy looking, <laughs> but at the time I just wanted it so bad. Uh, they, so now, now, now I was going to ask you those for the time, were were pretty expensive, right? I mean, in my yeah. in my mind, like any of those, like Don Post and some of the other like like masks. I remember going into like a magic shop in Oxford. They had a bunch of different masks, and it seems like the prices were like really high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a kid, you know, just wanting Star Wars toys, uh, the masks were considered on the high end. And so now, um, as part of the the Hasbro Black series. Uh, they do these amazing replicas of Star Wars helmets. And so this was the first one I bought is the Stormtrooper helmet, which is so accurate. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks exactly like the helmet from the movie. And then soon after that, I got Luke Skywalker's X-Wing helmet. And Now those are, those are wearable, correct? Yeah, yeah. And some of them have electronic features and stuff where... It'll like amplify your voice and stuff. Well, you don't, um, you don't, you don't have to, but feel free to try one on for us if you want. <laughs> I wouldn't be I'd mad like at to. it. <laughs> no, no, not right now. You'll, you'll have you two are invited to come over later and we'll play. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you don't want to mess your hair up. No, no, I don't want to take my head off. Is what I don't want to do. Um, and so now, once I started getting these helmets, you know, I go down this rabbit hole where I'm like, well, what else is out there? So then. I added Darth Vader um, to my collection, and this thing is amazing. Um, I'm going to see if I can make it. If I take this top part off, it's held on by magnets. Well, I don't know if I want to mess with it. It might fall over, but okay. it, makes, um, it makes electronic sounds, uh, breathing sounds, and there might be a button here somewhere. There it is. If you can hear this, yeah, we yeah we can. So yeah, so it makes the sound effects, and there's like a, a decompression thing when you take the top part off, and oh, um, really? it's these are just really amazing. So yeah, so that it kind of when I started getting into the higher end collectibles, um, these Star Wars helmets are, is kind of where it started for me. Okay, and then the the most recent one that I got is this one over here. Yeah. Oh, Fett. Um, this has electronic features. If I think if I move that down, oh wow, that lights up. Oh, that's and cool. um, you know, Boba Fett's been in the news lately because he has a cameo in uh, The Mandalorian, and we should see more of him coming soon. But right, I was always such a huge fan of Boba Fett when I was a kid, and so it's really cool to get this, you know, yeah, screen accurate helmet. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, that that helmet has showed up. Spoiler alert: that yeah. uh, that helmet has at least shown up in the uh, the new uh, season of The Mandalorian so far. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really cool. I'm I'm just loving that show. So uh, if we want to keep the uh, the helmet theme going, um, here's a helmet I I added uh, not too long ago. Um, I'm a huge fan of the the movie The Rocketeer. And as far as I know, there's not an officially licensed Rocketeer helmet. Um, so this one was custom made um, by a guy who calls himself L Rocketeer. <laughs> and coincidentally, 
He's out of Chula Vista, California, which is near San Diego, and that's where I was born. And oh, okay. my dad was stationed in the Navy, and so I'm from Chula Vista, California. And this is where uh, this helmet came from, and it's just breathtaking. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that and, is. Uh, that is. What about the the pistol? There is that. Uh, is that so officially that's just, licensed? Uh, an air, that's an airsoft gun um, of a Mauser pistol, uh, like a World War II Mauser pistol. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, I only paid like fifteen bucks for it. It was really cheap, but oh, wow. it really looks the part. And that's the yeah. type of gun that Rocketeer used uh, near the end of the movie. Okay. And then I even added some vintage Beeman's gum, <laughs> which is a, a real thing. It's a real vintage pack yep. of Beeman's gum that's featured in the movie. Oh, okay. So this, I can say, if you were to ask me, what are some of your favorite pieces in your collection? Uh, this is up near the top. I absolutely love this Rocketeer helmet. Yeah, that that's that's awesome. Um, now, before we move too far past Star Wars, uh, what is there is there anything that you're looking forward to? Um, that they have not produced yet that that you'd like um, to get? The only, I saw coming out soon, I, I think it might be early next year, um, similar to this Boba Fett helmet, they're going to be releasing a Mandalorian helmet. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting that and adding that to my collection too. Kristen, have you ever seen Star Wars? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, you, you oh. can admit. am I allowed to be honest that I'm not a fan? So you've seen it, but you're just not I've a fan. I've seen like one, and I, I'm personally not a fan. But to each their own, and I respect the people who love it. Was it the one with Jar Jar Binks, by any chance? I don't remember. Because if it is, then we got to school you on, on what order you need to watch them. But that's okay. That's yeah, okay. I'm lame. Hey, Tim, can you cut her mic off, please? <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. now, come on. <laughs> got any Harry Potter stuff? Now that I can talk about. <laughs> I don't. You don't have any Harry Potter stuff, do you, Joe? I, I do. We're going to get to it in a oh. second. Oh, okay. Oh, snap. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we see the uh, the poster there. Is that so, one of the originals? Well, actually, this is referred to as the circus poster. And what this actually is, is a, a when I was a kid, I used to buy the Star Wars fold-out poster books. And they came out with about 15 or 16 of them over, like, it was a monthly release. Okay. And this is one of the original fold-out posters that was based on uh, the Star Wars circus poster. Uh, so I still have all my original poster books and that stuff. So you you mentioned before that you uh, – so that that's not like the original magazine that you had the first time that you ever saw Star Wars, though, right? Uh, I, I do still have that, but those poster books were some of the first Star Wars collectibles that I bought as a kid. Oh, okay. I, I had those before I had the action figures. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, that's awesome. All right, and before we leave this room, uh, these are some more recent props that I got. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go down that Marvel rabbit hole because there's so much out there. Right. Um, but after watching the movies again recently, um, after Chadwick Boseman died, I, I started re-watching some of the movies. And I'm like, man, these are classics. These are going to be this generation's Star Wars and so I decided I was going to pick up a couple of Marvel things. Um, so what you see here is the Marvel Legends Iron Man helmet. Again, it's electronic and has some electronic features to it. Uh, we have Thor's hammer, which has some electronic features. Uh, Cap's shield. Um, above Cap's shield, we got a deck of cards. Remember um, Agent Coulson's playing yes, cards or from, trading cards? Yeah, that was from the original Avengers. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. that's from the original Avengers. And if you look closely, it has Agent Coulson's blood on it. Do you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. On the corner there. So, yeah, there's a bloody nice. version and a non-bloody version. So, Okay, what about... Uh, and then... Yep, I was just going to ask you. Right there <laughs> is Tony Stark's uh, arc reactor. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, pays tribute to when Pepper Potts, uh, she had to replace his arc reactor because he upgraded it. And she took this one and put it in an acrylic box. And then it says uh, proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Yeah. And um, this, I do not believe, is officially licensed. Oh. Uh, this was, I think, just kind of handcrafted by somebody. And okay. it's just spectacular. And if I 
were to plug it into a USB port, it would light up and everything. It's, it's just really amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So that's my <clears throat> Marvel collection right there. Nice. Uh, now, what about... I asked you about Star Wars, but what about Marvel? Is there is there anything that you're looking forward to that they're going to produce, or 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 maybe something that's not even in production yet that that you're well, hoping that they'll produce? There's still a lot of things out there I haven't added to my collection yet. One thing I've been looking at is like a Tesseract cube. Uh, you can buy a Tesseract cube that lights up and everything. Okay. Um, I've also been looking at uh, Captain America has a compass, and when he opens it up, it has. Um, uh, Agent Carter's face in it, um, Peggy Carter. Okay. Uh, you can buy those online too. So those are a couple of pieces I may get around to adding to my collection. But right now, I like the way this looks, and I'm going to keep it like this for a little while. Okay. All right. That's that's cool. Uh, Kristen, have you ever seen any of the Marvel movies? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Which, which, do you have a favorite? Me? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, I'm just asking. I'm not into them that oh, hard. All right. I'm just asking. But they're cool movies. <laughs> Joe, what's your favorite Marvel movie so far? Um, boy, it's always a toss-up between Iron Man and Captain America. Um, I love Iron Man because it launched the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And That's, it's such yeah. a great movie and such a great performance by Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, um, I agree. But it alternates with uh, the first Avenger um, Captain America, I absolutely love that movie too. The fact that it's set in World War II, and yeah, um, so it's kind of a toss-up between those two movies. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, and if you're if you're wondering if I'm worthy, <laughs> if we were wondering, we were wondering. Yeah, so I am uh, worthy. <laughs> all right, excellent. <clears throat> That's cool. Uh, does that? What all does that do? So that lights up and makes makes sound sounds? effects. Yeah. Okay. Believe it or not, when I first put this on the shelf, um, the whole shelf collapsed to the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I had to put it all back up on the wall. So you had to yeah. make a more. You had to make a worthy shelf. Yeah, the shelf was not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> all How right. That? You ready to move on? Uh, is that alien poster right there? I'll just ask you about that real quick. Is that, uh, is that one of, one of the, that's not like a vintage or anything? No, no. Most of what you see here are replicas. I just like okay. the artwork. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I was, I was just curious. Yeah. All right. Take us. All to right. Let's move on. Let's see. Let's go around the corner here. Um, in addition to, you know, modern movies, I, I, like getting into some of the classics and what you see here is the rosebud sled from citizen kane rose um, <laughs> one of the most famous movie props of all time i never thought i'd be able to add one to my collection but i found a guy who was selling them on ebay he makes them from scratch um and it's absolutely spectacular and um and just recently i found this officially licensed snow globe from citizen kane um so i just oh, okay. those two pieces together they're both from you know, citizen kane i have to admit even though that i am a movie but i guess i'd be considered a movie buff too i've never been able to make it through citizen kane Kristen, ever seen citizen kane nope definitely not <laughs> okay. I, I i mean i've seen parts of it i don't know if maybe i've seen the whole thing just by the parts of it that i've seen but uh i mean I, i'm obviously familiar with the end but uh but i don't remember i don't remember if i've ever seen any of the parts with the actual sled in it it's um they show him they don't really reveal it as rosebud at the beginning of the movie but you see the uh, Citizen Kane as a kid sledding on it, and okay. then spoiler alert: the big reveal comes at the end. Right, and um, I've seen that whole, part plenty of times, yeah. but yeah. But the whole movie is basically about the search for what Rosebud is. Right, is it a woman? What is it? And so, really, it's the thread that puts the whole movie together. And yeah, you know, some people call it the greatest movie ever made. I like it. Um, I don't know if I'd agree that it's the greatest movie ever made, but um, but for the time, for the time, yeah. and, oh, and, it was so far ahead of its time, yeah. And speaking of that, I'm seeing myself on the camera, and uh, 
I think I am turning into a little, uh, I'm turning a little bit more Orson Welles-ish every day <laughs> myself. Can you say we sell no wine before it's time? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say that. That goes way back. <laughs> Now, the original, there's one surviving Rosebud sled. It's owned by Steven Spielberg, and he has donated it to the Hollywood Museum, um, or I should say the Academy Museum, uh, the, the people who do the Oscars. They're going to be opening up their museum in 2021, and it's going to have the original Rosebud sled on display, as oh, okay, well as cool. Bruce, uh, Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Uh, I think they're going to have a pair of ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz. So mm-hmm. I can't wait till they open their doors. I want to. I want to be there when they open up. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. What's the significance of the uh, snow globe again? Um, that's at the very beginning of the movie. Well, you see it in the early scenes um, when he's a young boy, and then right near the beginning of the movie when Citizen Kane is lying in bed, he's holding the snow globe. And when he That's says when he Rosebud, says Rosebud, right? Okay. Yeah, it falls from his hand and shatters on the floor. Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. All right. That's cool. And the holiday seasons are coming up, and <laughs> even though this is a a year round display for me, I keep this up all year long. Um, but I have the leg lamp from a Christmas story. I got it yeah. from the Christmas story house. They sell uh, merchandise um, out of one of their buildings over by the Christmas story house. Um, and so this is an, uh, authentic, uh, replica, uh, of the leg nice. lamp. None of, nice. none of the original leg lamps survived, uh, the filming. They destroyed all of them, oh, okay. uh, in those scenes where the, where the mom broke it. Yeah. Um, so there are no original props left, but they, okay. uh, the Christmas story house that as a matter of fact, the guy that currently owns the Christmas story house, he made his fortune uh selling replica leg lamps and then the money he made <laughs> from that allowed him to buy the house that oh, was featured in the movie really now so so he was always making the full-size ones because i have yeah. a, the smaller version that somebody made was that NECA that made those do you remember so- i believe NECA did smaller versions of that and you can actually buy this in a, a wide variety of sizes depending on your budget okay uh, this was the largest one and the most uh expensive one um okay this is the one that's most screen accurate right yeah Yeah, that looks that looks just like it i've Uh, been wanting to get one of those for years to be honest really oh yeah Kristen, i thought this would be right up your that's right up my alley (laughs) you you yeah so if you're ready uh when you're ready to sell that you know who to call (laughs) you need that to pry it from my cold dead hand (laughs) okay well i like that stuff so you (laughs) You know, I kind of joke about this. I'm going to have the best estate sale ever when I'm gone. So (laughs) be sure to come to my estate sale. All right. I could (laughs) I could see that in the front of your store lit up. And you uh, you could leave that for uh, Christmas time. Yeah, I would bring people in. Perfect. Yeah, uh, I will say that this is one of my this is probably my favorite Christmas movie. And I watch it at least once uh, once a season. Can I ask what uh, the those cost for the full size one? Uh, this one I think well, I want to say it was around the three hundred dollar range. Oh, um, right for on. the full size lamp. Um, but like I said, you can get cheaper, smaller versions. Of oh it. no, I'd want the full size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd want to go big. <laughs> uh, so hey, you get. What's that hiding in the corner over there? <laughs> it is the Red Rider BB gun. Um, this is, uh, the packaging. I wrapped it up like it was in the movie, but the box that the BB gun is in is, um, a pretty close, um, it, they call it the, the movie version of the Red Rider BB gun. So, yeah, cause I have one too, but it's not, it. I have like the 75th anniversary edition. It's, it's not exactly the same as that one. Uh, yeah. But. When Ralphie rips open the wrapping paper, this is very similar to the, the box that you see. So it's slightly different, but it's. It's a kind of a tribute to that one. Yeah. Is there a compass in the stock? That I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't taken out of the box yet. So. Oh, okay. And that thing which tells time. And then over here, I know Kristen likes um, uh, historical pieces, older pieces. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. this piece right here is from 1940. Uh, that is the Little wow. Orphan Annie decoder pen. And he deciphers, be sure to drink your Ovaltine with uh, the code 
Um, oh. But I actually found this on eBay. It's an authentic Little Orphan Annie decoder pin, which is exactly the one that Ralphie uses in the movie. Oh, that is oh, so cool. That's awesome. Uh, and then Life Boy, that's a, a vintage uh, from the time period Life Boy bar of soap. How cool. I didn't know. I did not know that Life Boy was an actual thing. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, um, real, real it, soap. I, I saw some at Walmart the other day. Actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, the, it wasn't like that though. It was like, it, it, you know, it, I don't think it was the red bar, but it was, it was like, uh, you know, a bottle of, okay. of, of hand soap or something, but it was life. Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Life boy's been around and there's the family right there. And then right next to that, this is uh, one of my favorite pieces in my collection. Um, none of the stuff you see in this picture is officially licensed. Uh, this is Mary Poppins uh, carpet bag. Mm -hmm. uh, I had it custom made just for me. I found a seller on Etsy who makes carpet bags. And I asked if she could make me uh, one similar to the Mary Poppins bag. And I gave her some specific instructions. And this arrived in the mail. And it's an exact duplicate of uh, Mary Poppins carpet bag. So wow. it's pretty awesome. I just absolutely yeah. love it. So what are you going to um, pull out of there? Uh, got all kinds of stuff. Lamps, mirrors. Spoonful uh, of it. sugar. <laughs> That's right. Um, another very talented individual made this uh, parrot umbrella. Um, really spectacular. It's, it's the only one that I've seen that looks exactly like the parrot from the original movie. Oh, uh, so there cool. are... Uh, yeah. There's officially licensed parrot umbrellas out there, but I think they're based on the recent remake um, that they did. Um, you will not find a more accurate um, duplicate of the one from the movie. Uh, this one just blows my mind. Yeah, that's. Uh, then, I've seen that in person, and that's. Well, I mean, I've seen most of your stuff in person, but that yeah. that that is really that's neat. really cool. That that kind of stands out, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And then, believe it or not, I have some mad skills. I made this Mary <laughs> Poppins hat. Um, I used a hot glue gun, which I'd never used before. And uh, I made this Mary Poppins hat, which is pretty darn close to yeah. what she wore in the movie, as you can see right there. Oh, okay. Nice so, job. Mad thanks. skills. Excellent. I know. Now, yeah. now would... Now, you could turn that into a business. Right? You could start selling them. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. I know. I've actually I, I actually thought of it. If I can get a supply of these uh, black hats and some fake cherries and daisies, I can crank those out. Yeah, yeah. Sell them for like $50 a pop. Just like exactly. sling them. Now, uh, yeah. now, I can't help but notice that uh, spittoon under there. Um, spittoon? What? I Yeah. <laughs> Kristen would be very interested in that herself, but uh, was was that from? Maybe I missed that scene. Was that from a deleted scene from Mary Poppins when uh, she caught she the, was, uh... caught the kids chewing tobacco, and so she made them made them made them uh, dip the whole tin. Yeah, a spoon a spoonful of wacky makes everything come up. Makes everything wacky. <laughs> There's no movie connection to that other than the fact that I'm a John Wayne fan and uh, oh, okay. I just wanted like an old west uh thing. I have this uh Rio Lobo uh poster on my wall so. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Ready to move on? I believe so. All yeah, right. We are. There's uh you probably recognize this guy here. I I I do. Is that the uh is is that the one that does stuff or or no? Okay. There he goes. Yep, he's a uh, animatronic, makes noises and stuff. He's pretty cool. All right, let's go over here. So this is some of my prized possessions over here. Um, I have a ton of Back to the Future items. Um, some of them have really interesting stories behind them. Uh, this here, this clock tower flyer, I actually got from Claudia Wells, mm -hmm. who played Jennifer Parker in Back to the Future. And she wrote the exact same message that she wrote to Marty in the movie. 
And if you compare this to the scene in the movie, it's exact. It really? was her handwriting on the flyer uh, in the in movie. the movie. Really? Oh, cool. So to have Jessica or uh, Jennifer Parker's uh, writing on the back of this flyer makes it extra special. Yeah. That's super dope. Yeah, that is. And then this this USA Today, um, back in 2015, I think it was, when Marty travels to the future and back to the future too, um, when the actual date rolled around in 2015, the next day you were able to find this USA Today in newsstands in liquor stores and grocery stores all over the country. Oh, okay. USA Today actually put this on newsstand. <laughs> oh, that's and cool. It's a, it's a replica, an exact replica down to the finest details. Wow. Um, of uh, the newspaper featured in Back to the Future 2. The only thing I think they changed was the in the movie, there was a reference to Princess Diana, and I think they removed it from this oh, because things right. didn't quite pan out that right. way. But okay. it was really cool to find that on newsstands uh, in 2015. So, I picked up yeah. about five or six copies. I was just going to ask, were you like waiting like to get that or is that something you found online like years after were you no i i i knew they were going to do it okay but it was it was selling out really quickly i probably went to 10 different places and ended up finding five copies okay Um, so they were really hard to get and i'm so glad i grabbed a couple of them yeah Yeah. those are super cool nice yeah all right um Pepsi Perfect bottle. I got this. Uh, I think this came from Mexico. Um, Mexico. I, I I think they did like an anniversary, um, a Back to the Future anniversary release of Pepsi Pepsi Perfect, um, and maybe Argentina. Um, so these aren't readily available here in the states. I had to get it on eBay from a, a seller in South America. Okay. But I absolutely love this. One of these days, I want to fill it with something a brown resin or something yeah. to make it look like pepsi but um, that was that is that plastic or is that an actual glass bottle it's all plastic oh okay so yep and then we got the hat we got the hoverboard nice non-functioning <laughs> oh man but nice. one thing i have that does function is this right here you may recognize this yes this is the flux, flux capacitor. capacitor, which makes time travel possible. Right. And this is one of your newer items, correct? Yeah, this got? just came uh, about a week or so ago. And um, okay, little little pricey, but um, <laughs> there's, a, there's an officially licensed version out there. When it comes up for sale on eBay, it sells for $700, $800. And uh, yeah. I just can't afford that. So I, I found a guy on Etsy who found a supply of those electrical boxes and uh, he got a, got them for a really good price. And so he bought all the parts that they used to make the flux capacitor and back to the future. And he decided to make his own and sell them for a pretty good price. So okay. I got it a, a lot cheaper than what I would have paid for the official licensed version. Um, and it's fantastic. I mean, it yeah. is absolutely screen accurate. Yeah. Um, now, <clears throat> you don't have to tell us exactly what you paid for the item, but but what would you say is the um, most expensive item in your collection, or what? Well, that's that's coming up next. Okay, you okay. Want me to go to it. No, no, no. We no. We'll, we'll just you can just mention it when you get to it. I have a fun Sorry. question. Right. Kristen's got yeah. a question. Uh, I feel like you have a lot of stuff that lights up and does things. When you have company over, do you like? Hurry up and run around the house and like turn everything on because I totally would. Well, I I kind of escort people around because people have sticky fingers, so I want to keep an eye on them. Right. So I want to I want to demonstrate all this stuff. So yeah, when I have guests come over, which isn't all that often anymore with COVID, but right when I do have guests come by, yeah, I like to demonstrate all the working features of these things. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. And then next to it, we have a nice replica of the Sports Almanac from Back to the Future 2. And um, the bag and the receipt. Nice. Pretty cool. And yeah. it does have, it's full of sports stats and stuff like that. So it actually oh, really? has nice. uh, oh, okay. inner pages too. And oh, okay. That's may, cool. I don't know if I can, 
illustrate this on camera, but you see this photograph? Yeah, of we Marty? can. Yeah. As I turn it, can you see his. <laughs> yeah, you can and see it. <laughs> yeah. His brother and sister appear and disappear. Now, where where cool. did where did you get that? Some so obviously somebody makes that. Is that an officially licensed item too? That's awesome. Yeah, there's a book uh, that came out called Back to the Future: um, uh, Visual History. Um, it's like ultimate visual history and as you go through the pages there's actually artifacts that you can pull out like this letter from marty to doc which if i were to open it up the letter would okay. be inside oh okay. and and like from back to the future three you see the photo of them at the clock tower oh yeah and then like and then like his mother <laughs> oh, okay. um so all of these things were included in that book. It's really cool that uh, these paper props came right out of that book. Oh, okay. That's nice. So Cool. Uh, before we get to that really high-end item, just above that, we have Rocky's boxing gloves. Nice. And this is kind of uh, kind of obscure trivia, but you see the name on the gloves. It says Casanova. Mm -hmm. And that's the brand of boxing gloves they came from Mexico that they used in the first Rocky movie. And both Rocky and Apollo wore these. And Sylvester Stallone picked them because he liked how sleek they looked and, and they just looked good on camera. Okay. The problem is that they're not really made for all-out boxing. They're really made for, like, sparring and training. Oh. And so when Carl Weathers and Sylvester Stallone were hitting each other, they hurt each other pretty bad. Oh, they okay. got they got beat up pretty bad and so in later movies you'll see like tough wear and and other brands of gloves okay um but this is a this is an officially licensed replica of rocky's gloves um from the very first movie and these were really really difficult to find i searched for them and searched for them on ebay and i finally found somebody selling them uh they're made by um diamond you know, uh, the, the company that the, ships comic book, book comic books and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Diamond yeah. makes those. Okay. Yeah. So they made them a few years ago. They're really, really hard to find. And okay. I'm so lucky that uh, I got a notification on eBay. I had a saved search and, uh, it came up and I got them and I'm so happy they're they're I can't, I'm hoping I get Sylvester Stallone to sign them someday. That would be yeah. really cool. So that's, that's not the most expensive item though. No, no. Okay, the okay. most expensive item is right here. <clears throat> okay. You gotta recognize these. I do. I don't know about Kristen. Well, my mine's <laughs> delayed. Mine's delayed. I don't see anything yet. Uh, it might be tough for her to see. Yeah, it's oh, not quite there Wizard yet of Oz for shoes. us. The ruby slippers Dorothy's. from Wizard of Oz. Yep. So I had, you know, it's most people consider the ruby slippers. The number one movie prop of all time, the most iconic, the most valuable. Uh, there's only, I think, five pairs in existence. Uh, one is at the Smithsonian. Um, I think there's going to be one on display at that Academy Museum. Um, they were found uh, when they were uh, at MGM. They were found on a shelf uh, and somebody pulled them out, took them and sold them to, to people. And... Um, <laughs> Now they're just so valuable. A pair got stolen um, almost 10 years ago from the Judy Garland Museum. Mm. And then like 11 or 12 years later, they surfaced again and, and they were oh. able to reclaim them. Oh, okay. um, so I always wanted the Ruby Slippers just because of their iconic status to right. film lovers. Yeah. Um, and for a while, I had a pair that I kind of made um, that looked okay, but weren't exactly screen accurate. Um, but then I came across a guy on Etsy who takes uh, vintage shoes from the time period. They're called NS shoes. I don't know if you can see that inside. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he, he takes these vintage shoes and he uses the same technique that the costumers used on Wizard of Oz. And he makes the shoes. And oh, okay. uh, the bow is made exactly like how you would see it in the Wizard of Oz. And these are just absolutely spectacular. Um, definitely my my number one favorite prop in my entire collection. And okay. uh, I won't get into the cost, but I will right. say that this is the most valuable uh, piece <laughs> in my entire collection. Now, um, not to change the subject, but uh, 
you so like some of the other stuff that that you collected and stuff that I collect obviously uh they can increase in in value uh for resale do do you think that um that this type of stuff is is going to do that as well it's difficult to say because the guy continues to make these and continues to sell them. So well, I, I just mean replica pr- um, movie oh, props, props in, 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 general. In, in general. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to say if they're going to go up in value um, because, like I said, there are really talented people out there who can make these things. Now, the, the items that are officially licensed – once mm-hmm. they sell out, those tend to go up in value. Okay. Like the flux capacitor, the officially licensed version of the flux capacitor, which also is made by Diamond Distributors, mm-hmm. um, that has skyrocketed in value over the past few years. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, if it's officially licensed, yes, those can go up in value. If they're handmade, probably not. It's, it's just more because I want them and just want to add them to my collection. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you, you have so some other some, Wizard of Oz items too. Yeah, there's a piece I made myself. I uh, studied stills from the movie and uh, took a really good look at Glinda's magic wand and ended up making uh, her magic oh, okay. wand just a display with the ruby slippers. And then another piece I bought on Etsy is the Wicked Witch hat. Um, this was fairly inexpensive, but it's uh, really well done. It has yeah. a wire wire frame around the brim so I could shape it. Okay. And it has like a silk scarf draping off the back. And All right. uh, it's pretty darn screen accurate. It looks yeah. just like the hat in the movie. All right. Yeah, that looks good. So mm-hmm. that's my Wizard of Oz collection. All right. And then in this curio cabinet here, I have some more. Uh, props that I can go over. Um, top shelf. This is my Forrest Gump collection. <laughs> I have a <clears throat> pair of Nike shoes, which um, I think are modern replicas made by Nike. And okay. we have the Bubba Gum Shrimp hat, which mm-hmm. uh, I got as a gift. Uh, this is an authentic uh, vintage Curious George book. That's the same uh, book that. Uh, Forrest Gump ends up giving to his son in the movie. Okay. Um, box of chocolates, which is identical to what he had. Ping pong paddle. And then mm-hmm. this is kind of new. This isn't really a movie prop, but I like it. It's basically Forrest Gump trading card, a football card from his <laughs> days at Alabama. <laughs> oh, okay. That's cool. And uh, I just thought it was a neat thing to have. I just really yeah, that is. like that piece. It's just kind yeah. of a paperweight. Oh, yeah, that's cool, though. And then these are something I'm really happy to have and proud of. Um, It started out with the fertility idol from uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. And then I added the staff of raw headpiece. Okay. And then the Holy Grail. And these are all fairly inexpensive props that you can buy. Um, Now the whip that you see there, uh, that came from Australia, uh, made of, I believe it's made of kangaroo hide, and um, okay. it's the same length and uh, looks and feels exactly like Indiana Jones' whip. Mm-hmm. And then the jewel of my collection, uh, Indiana Jones' fedora. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another prop that was handmade by very talented people. Uh, I guess there were a couple of guys who were fans of Indiana Jones and they had no idea how to make hats. So they studied the craft and started making their own Indiana Jones hats. Really? And the cool, cool thing is, is you can, when you order one, they ask you, well, what scene do you want it? And I'm like, what? (laughs) And so this is the Hobitos version where we see Indiana Jones at the very beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. But then there's a Cairo version, which is a lot more dirty and dusty from when he gets dragged behind the truck. Okay. And then there's later versions from Temple of Doom and and um, and um, Last Crusade. So you can kind of pick which Indiana Jones hat you want. And wow. I wanted the, the one where we first are introduced to Indiana Jones at yeah. the very beginning. Now, speaking of, so, speaking of Holy Grail... Um, 
just in in general, I know we talked about Star Wars and and Marvel, but in general, what would be the holy grail of all movie props of his collection? No, that, would, that, 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 that you want to want to get. Then that, not okay. something that you already have. Oh, um, there is uh, something I'm looking at, and I'm trying to figure out how to get this made. Um, but a, a very famous movie prop that I would love to get a replica of are the Ten Commandment tablets. Um, those are so iconic, you know, with Charlton Heston coming down from the mountain uh, with the Ten Commandments, I really would like to add those to my collection. Okay. Um, nobody makes those, um, and so I need to figure out how to get them done. Uh, someone, someone suggested I go to a place that makes uh, tombstones, and mm. uh, and have them engrave them uh, from um, sandstone. But I would imagine that's going to be really, really pricey. But yeah. Um, so that's kind of a holy grail of mine right now is is the Ten Commandments. That would be really cool. Okay. Yeah, that would be. Is that from Indiana so. Jones? Uh, no, that's yep. that's from, oh, the, from the the, the actual Ten Commandments movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they play it just about every Easter. I'm sure you've seen. That's it. right. Okay. <clears throat> Um, here's some other odds and ends, uh, the Wonka bar. Um, this is another prop that I made the golden ticket. I, uh, I printed those myself and cut them out by hand. Um, the everlasting gobstopper. I got that on eBay. Nice. Um, we have Batman's cow from the dark Knight. Uh, the one ring from, um, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Cool. And, um, and then we have uh, uh, cursed Aztec gold from Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. And down here for Titanic fans, I have some Titanic props. Um, this is the heart of the ocean worn by Rose. Uh, it's a very screen accurate replica. Um, retailed about $100. Okay. Uh, I was really happy to add it to my collection. That's super cool. Yeah. A couple of odds and ends down here at the bottom. We got Wilson the volleyball. Yeah. Nice. Scream mask, Caddyshack hat. Excellent. Now, cool. now I said I like the classic movies. This is something I had to have in my collection. This is one of the most famous movie props of all time. Uh, the Maltese Falcon from yep. the Humphrey Bogart movie. That's another one that I have yet to see. Oh, it's, it's just great. One of my all-time favorites. Okay. And... According to the seller that I bought this from, this is cast from one of the original Maltese Falcons. Um, the story goes that back in the 60s, someone bought it at auction, uh, made cast from it, and started uh, making duplicates from the original uh, Falcon, which today, the original Maltese Falcon can go for millions of dollars. Um, really? Yeah, one went up for auction uh, that was verified by Warner Brothers. And it sold for a couple million dollars. So, wow. Uh, so, this is about as screen accurate as you can get. Um, the fact that it was made from one of the originals is pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to watch that at some point. There's a lot of them that I got to watch. I have to try to make right. it through Citizen Kane at one point, too. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, here's the moment we've been waiting for. Kristen. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Got some Harry Potter stuff coming up. Okay. Are you still on delay? I'm on delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still looking All at right. the You'll Falcon. You'll see it come up in a second. Uh, Joe, we are we are running a little bit low on time. Um, just to oh, let you know. So. Wand. All right. I'm almost done here. Okay. Is that the wand? Am I looking at the? Oh wait. No, that's the so, uh, that's the snitch. Oh, there. Okay. The golden snitch. I think I see and a wand. Yeah, a, there's wands collection of wands we have a chocolate frog no. a marauder map uh hermione's time turner and then of course uh harry potter's um acceptance letter to hogwarts school oh my gosh so i have cool. all of these that's uh hermione's bag that uh she pulls all kinds of stuff out but nice. yeah so that's my harry potter collection did you ever try the uh, the Burt's Beats uh, jelly beans that they came out with that were no. the 
Oh my gosh, no, they I'm... were booger flavor and vomit flavor. I know, that's what and... I'm afraid of. Well, I've had... I'm afraid of getting one of those. I... Yeah, they were awesome. Well, I've I've had those with that game <laughs> that game Bean Boozle. Okay. And those are disgusting. Yeah, they were nasty. Yeah, and they tasted just like earwax and like yeah. not that I would know what that tastes like, but I mean if I if I did know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> Very cool. Man, we're com- well, I disconnected. Hold on a second. I can still hear you. Uh, we can still hear you. Yep. Okay. There we go. My, my cord. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 All right. We're kind of winding down. Here are my last few props. We got the Ghostbusters proton pack. Nice. The, uh, the ghost trap, which... Now, are these uh, official or is it something? These these are officially made, right? Yeah, these are officially licensed. They were so I remember uh, seeing released those. by Spirit Halloween. Okay. Kristen's daughter's favorite store, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got yeah, that. That's cool. And then we have, we have the PKE meter, which lights up. That is so cool. Nice. And the proton pack functions and everything. It's pretty cool. Oh, awesome. Goodness. So I have a couple of pieces from that. And then I'm going to come to the other side. This is uh, kind of popular with movie buffs. And again, with the holiday season rolling around, we have some props from Die Hard. I don't know if you remember the scene with the henchman on the elevator. Oh, yeah. He has the sweatshirt on that says, now I have a machine gun. Yeah. And then That's cool. these uh, walkie-talkies are uh, the exact same brand that they used in Die Hard. Oh, wow. Uh, they're uh, Kenwood uh, walkie-talkies. So oh, okay. those are exactly like the ones. And then, of course, nice. it's Zippo lighter and badge. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Cool. And then I was just going to end with a couple of small props. Okay. Uh, from This is my Quentin Tarantino shrine. <laughs> so nice. we got a, a big kahuna burger cup. Some uh, red apple cigarettes, yeah. uh, Jews Winfield's uh, wallet has his ID <laughs> in it. Yeah, thanks and for censoring that. Thanks for censoring that out for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then just some references to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, they had scenes at the Spawn Movie Ranch and El Coyote Restaurant. Yeah. And there's Brandy the dog. <laughs> and so that's my uh, that's my little Quentin Tarantino shrine. Excellent. And that's pretty much it. That's a tour of my Hollywood prop collection. You got right. very cool stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, just one thing, you do not have your Christmas tree up yet. but uh, not yet. But you do decorate with, uh, surprise, surprise, Hollywood uh, <laughs> memorabilia. And uh, so we got you a little something to put on there. And it is the Mandalorian um mandalorian we'll leave it on your desk oh here. awesome thanks a lot so That's no problem cool. that is definitely going on the tree this year <laughs> all right well we really appreciate you coming on and uh inviting us into your home and showing us your collection uh awesome as always and uh, this will probably be part one because you got a lot of other stuff that we could talk about in the future too yeah i feel like oh, I, right. I'm, I, I i don't feel done stuff. yeah like- so I want to see right. more. <laughs> yeah. Kristen definitely wants to check it out, too. So Part two. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Thank you. See, see you ya. later. Bye-bye. All right. And uh, like I said, um, oh, hold on one sec. Oops. Oh, wrong one. All right. Uh, so like I said, uh, the December Christmas episode will be the one that was going to be our Halloween episode with, um, with Jack Magnus from jacksaddict.com. He's got a lot of cool stuff and he's an artist himself that makes stuff himself. So, uh, just keep checking the Orion on TV page, the collection reflection Facebook page, or either one of our personal pages to see when that will be. Thank you uh, once again for being here, Kristen. Yeah, and, no problem. Uh, 
We will see everybody next time. Thank you for joining us. And once again, check out the, if you have not seen it, check out our debut episode with Kristen, because once it hits a thousand, I got to buy her a prize. <laughs> so uh, we'll see everybody next time. All right. Bye guys.